welcome to Outdoor Man. This podcast is all about life support. Now, life support has been a big part of my life uh, for some time. Uh, a lot that's a few of the DVDs I used to have when I was younger. Uh, Brendan is a fantastic guy, and he is a complete mentalist, um, and his mates are too. If you go on the website, have a, have a look at his stuff. It's now subscription stuff. Uh, I'm sure you can find his DVDs in places too. Um, me and him both have the same mentality when it comes to working dogs. Uh, we're not big, big hard dog men, and he's the same. Um, and also about going about how they do it for you know to look after the crops and various bits and pieces. Uh, so this podcast will be in two parts because I put a pound in Brendan and just away went. He just absolutely just just started chatting away and I just couldn't I couldn't stop him. It took some catching up with. Uh, we had this scheduled three or four times and he's just just such a laid back guy. Uh, yeah, couldn't uh, just couldn't couldn't make it work. But also well, start but couldn't make the. Um, Time difference. And we couldn't understand the time difference. Once we got through that, it was sorted, and yeah, we had a good chat. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy. My name is Brendan. I'm from New Zealand. Um, yeah, I've made, I've probably made more pig hunting films than anyone else. Um, made around, probably around, it's over sixty anyway. Um, I can't remember exactly how many. Um, and I did that. I, I was a, um, a like a cabinet maker joiner, and I didn't enjoy my job very much. And I was just standing there sucking in dust. And I thought, well, if I don't change something now, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. And then an ad came on the radio for a media studies course. Um, this was in the days when there was no internet or anything. I don't think there was, or probably was, but very not. We weren't didn't all we weren't all on it. Um, and it was you so the course covered computers and photography, and I always liked photography, video, and journalism. So I did. I, so I signed up to that and just thought it'd give me a few different strings to my bow. Um, wasn't interested in video, but when I got to the video aspect of the course, it was kind of like coming home. I just felt like the editing room was where I was sort of born to be. I don't feel that way anymore. It's <laughs> death, but. Um, yeah, it was good. I do I do still enjoy editing if I'm doing something a, a little other than pig hunting. Um, but so, yeah, so I did that course. And when I came out of that, there was no jobs or anything. So I got to go way back. I, I had been pig hunting when I was young. Um, first started deer hunting when I was around 10 with my dad, my stepdad. Um, and I enjoyed it. But you usually either saw the deer running away or saw nothing and you had to sneak around and be really quiet and I'm kind of a high energy sort I was a high energy sort of a kid and it didn't sort of I enjoyed it but it wasn't pushing buttons that much and then we went um my uncle took the dogs out one morning um and I was at home because I could crash around and the dogs were running around you didn't have to be quiet and then the dogs went and did most of the work um and 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 so with both animals with the deer we got a really big red stag the first on my first hunt and I actually spotted that one. So that was pretty cool. And and then we got a really big boar. One of the biggest ones that I've probably caught in New Zealand was on that first hunting trip. So I was kind of hooked. But anyway, then I got into surfing when I was about 14 or 15 and surfing took over everything. Um, That's yeah. life in it. 
Yeah, I kind of hyper-focus on things. When, when I'm into something, I get quite into it. And uh, so surfing just took over everything. I didn't want to care about anything else. Um, and so the hunting kind of went to the side until I was probably about maybe 21 or something like that. And I was doing selling vacuum cleaners of all things. And um, yeah. and one of the guys had photos on his wall of pig hunting. And I just thought, man, I should get back to that. So I got back into that. Did that course, and then the two just met up, whereas I fell in love with making video, and I thought, well, hang on, are there any pig-hunting films? There was only a few on the market at that point that were made in New Zealand, um, and I just knew that I could um, improve on them. Uh, so, yeah, so in 2000, we brought out our first film, Life's a Boar, and, um, yeah, just went from there, and it just never stopped until about a year ago. So oh, yeah. Yeah, downstairs in my old laptop, I've still got the original sticker you used to send out with the lights of ball. <laughs> I don't have uh, one of those either. I don't even have any of the films. I got all the um, original like files. I know, I know who had the films. I'll see if I can get them. But the picture, yeah, I'll see if I can, I can see if I can dig out the laptop and I'll send you a picture of the yeah. on my old laptop. <laughs> um, pick any one of those ones, was it? Black and yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. I've been I've followed for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, one of uh, one of my friends used to go to school with. Um, she used to cut the DVD covers up and put me. Her book covers were always my DVDs, and they say yes when kids are young, they kind of look up to you, and then, then you lose yeah. them. <laughs> I, mean, I think I've, they I've got old, telling their friends that their dad made pig hunting films became less and less cool. <laughs> I've got a friend um, who I, who comes sort of catching rabbits with me and whatnot, and. Uh, <coughs> His, his young boy came with us this winter and we were driving from, from one place to another and there was a squirrel and I shot it. And then another one came out and I shot that as well. And uh, next minute, he's back at school walking home. He went, oh, look, a tree rat. He goes, no, that's a squirrel. No, no, it's a tree rat. My, my, mate's da- my mate's dad, Dan, shoots him. I'm thinking, oh, you know, the whole village is going to start hating me before long, you know. Are you allowed to squirrels? Yeah, yeah, the greys we are. Yeah, we didn't have squirrels. Do you not? No, we've got, we've got the greys and the reds. Uh, the reds are up north, um, which are protected. And then down here, we've got the, the greys, which are an absolute pain in the ass. And do you eat them? Personally, no. Yeah. Um, they, they're just like eating a rat to me. Um, it's funny, but, isn't it? Because we're kind of like London, Yeah. London, they pay a lot of money for them. Oh, yeah, because the Yanks go crazy for them too, don't they? Yeah, apparently they're nice. Oh, they can keep it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but you haven't tried it. No, no, it's yes, really that's, nice. That's a funny thing. See, with um, like I was, I, um, in Australia, you kill a pig, they won't eat it, and some yeah, you people, said, but the majority of them will not will refuse to. They kind of look at it as a as like you look at a squirrel. Um, yeah. And as New Zealanders, a big part of the hunting is that you're eating them. Um, and so it was a really big culture shock and really hard to get used to. And probably eventually why I left Australia or wanted a change in jobs was just because I just, it, you'd had it drummed into you from knee high that, you know, if you're not going to kill it, you just let it go. Um, yeah. And so to go to there, but it was, a, it was work. Um, but, but on the other hand, one way I looked at it is um, we got plenty of goats here. Like if we sat here long enough, some goats would probably come out We've got a little, a big river across the road, and they'll come out on there. And but we would shoot those 
to to bring bring the pigs in. The pigs you shoot a goat once it starts rotting, the, the pigs will come in and eat it. So we'd yeah. put them in piles, and then you could just go to there and hope that the pig had been there and the dogs would track off. Um, but we would never eat goat, and so we were always criticising these Australians for not killing their pigs. But we went, we were shooting goats and not eating them. So everyone's got their thing, eh? Um, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't judge other people for not doing something and um but i yeah i'd be trying to squirrel i'd kind of eat anything yeah i'll eat anything anything i I went hunting um pigs in japan maybe two years ago and um you got to eat some crazy things over there and um i even ate some whale over there just because i was there from supermarket i um i wouldn't kill a whale but I'd think the Japanese have got a pretty bad rap over it. I think it was your lot that killed all the whales, <laughs> not Probably, the Japanese. The English blame us, blame us for everything. You've, you've done that already. You've just done that right. already tonight. On the phone, you just blamed us for everything. So carry on. Yeah. Took us over and killed all our whales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but whale. Um, if anyone's if anyone's curious, whale was actually not that bad. It was like it just tasted like salty corned beef. Really? Yeah. yeah. I tried horse for the first time a couple of years ago because i don't eat i won't eat lamb and why because because i don't like it i've eaten it don't like it Um, i used to but when i worked for the foxhounds used to cut used to cut i used to cut all the sheep up and put in the in the skip or feed the hounds um and i can now taste the wool in the meat yeah like the lanolin Uh, i just can't do it now it makes me heave yeah, so, uh, yeah. Staple, staple part of, part of our diet. Every Sunday we have lamb. Yeah, well, you guys are the biggest producers in the in the world, aren't you? Have lamb. Yeah, yeah. Like, and wool here is worth nothing now. Like, they they don't even bother. You know, they just throw the wool away because it's not really. Worth, yeah, there's no money in it, which is a shame. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, uh. I have filmed other hunting, but pig hunting is where it is, was at for me. Um, and the biggest, I think the biggest difference, I, can, I know people argue that it's a lazy way to hunt with dogs, um, that the dogs do all the work, and they kind of do, but you do, you got to put them in the right place. In it. But the main attraction is, um, is working those dogs, getting a dog from a pup to to be now to go out and catch something, you know, twice, three times its size. Um, yeah. and, and basically there's, there's, there's two kinds of dogs, um, baleen dogs, which Americans would call bay dogs, which yeah. will just bark. Um, and yeah, that's the back, kind that I use. Speak. Yeah, that's the sort that I use um, because we, we – the difference between when I was hunting in Australia, they kind of see them as a pest. Here we see them as an asset. So we will not – if we're not going to carry it out and eat it, we will let it go. And so that's where they're having those dogs that aren't sort of jumping on the pig and trying to, you know, the, the other style of dogs are holding dogs that will just grab them and um, pin them down. Whereas a baleen dog will sort of herd them more and get them in a corner. And a pig, I think a pig always um, knows that it's got the better of the dogs. He will, um, you know, a big one, he knows he can kill those dogs. So yeah. they're pretty. They're they're an awesome. When you get one of them backed up, they, they don't look scared of anything. And I'm sure some of them probably enjoy the fight if they live to tell the tale. But um, so yeah, so so they will chase. They'll sniff the pig out, and then they will 
the the traits that we look for um they had to have a lot of bite but and brains and that's the difference between those big dogs a lot of them i don't know we call them buff heads i don't know they probably got their they just got their own style that was fly in and try and attack the thing and get ripped in half sometimes or with a belly yeah, dog. Yeah. Less, you get less injuries um and they will just corner it and then you can just call them off like just whistle them and they'll leave it alone some dates reluctantly but they will do it so yeah so that's the sort of dogs i went for was the bailing dogs and we'd just carry a 357 um that bail them up and we'd decide whether we were going to kill it or not um or let it go and so that's the dogs that i use are a lot like um what you guys call lurches lurches yeah. like a whippet cross in it yeah whippet or a greyhound cross yeah and so that's that what was, that was my big thing they are whippet greyhounds mm-hmm. with um, some New Zealand Hunterway, which is just a, sh- a sheepdog, a barking sheepdog. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, uh, th- there's a whole lot of different breeds in my dogs, but that was the the main two breeds were whippet and um, greyhound. Yeah, and they're pretty fast. Um, some people don't like them. But, um, What's the endurance like? Yeah, no, they're not too bad. Yeah, because right. a pig... Yeah, they're just fast, and they've got the whippets. You tend to have that that trait that you look for, where they'll grab the back leg of something and and give it a tug so that it knows. So then the the pig just runs, and um, once he gets bitten a few times, he just realises, well, this really hurts, and he'll just stand and fight, and he'll back into something, and then the dog just, if they're smart enough, will will then give him space and just stand back. And the perfect dog would, yeah, stand back, give him heaps of space, and you just sneak in there and. Smacking, um, yeah. So sometimes, and, and the thing, like it, with any hunting, um, there's so much um, competition and rivalry. I think it's probably the same with anything that men do in groups. 100%. You're going to get a lot of competition, and so people who run bailing dogs like we do, other people don't like the the holding crew don't like bailing dogs. They think they're stupid. And I, I've hunted with some really good dogs. I've hunted all around the world in the States, um, a lot of New Zealand, Australia, Japan. Um, so I've seen heaps of dogs, but there's no way you couldn't convince me to go from bailing dogs to holding dogs. Um, yeah, just... yeah. For me, it's all about working the dog. I've never been, I've never been a killer, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's always been about whatever it is, whether it's a ferret I've been using, or like, at the moment I've got, you know, I've got a golden eagle, eagle in the aviary, you know, downstairs there, you know, or the lurchers or the terriers. It's all about them doing well. Yeah. If we get yeah, and, and strangely, I, yeah, I'm the same. I, I don't enjoy killing things. It, no. it brings me no... It, something about getting a big boar does kick some things in you, because you must be fulfilling, I think, so many primal urges with hunting, you know, it's it's been in us. It's how we adapted and survived. Um, I some think it's adrenaline rush. I think it's yeah. That, um, is it going to get it? Is it not going to get it? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, there's a lot of highs and lows. I, I know. Um, the, I, I'm sure you have the same sticker over there, but you'll see like bumper stickers, or someone will have a T-shirt or put something on Facebook like the best days fishing or the best days hunting. Ah, the worst day hunting is better than the best day at work. And I've always said, man, if if you say that, you haven't hunted enough, because yeah, you can have some terrible days, you know, yeah. when you lose dogs, because the bush here is pretty, especially where we are, it's, it's not the 
probably not the thickest scrub, but it's really steep in a lot of gorges and you can lose dogs over the sides of those and lose them for days. And, um, at, or, you know, I've only ever ha actually had one in the, however many years it is, 25 years or something that I've, since I've got back into hunting. Um, I've only ever had one dog killed by a pig and, um, that was with my mate from Littleport, actually my English mate. He, I, I, I met him at a cricket match and, um, the first two times I took him, the first time we got a good pig straight away, and then the next time we got a dog killed, the only dog I've ever had killed, so he got to see the best and the worst in two hunts. And he was just some young kid from, he must have only been 17 or something from, from England. His family had moved out here, and yeah, just he got thrown in the deep end. But he's still doing it. He's still hunting. He's got his own pack of dogs and everything now, and yeah, he loves it. No, so, that's what it's about though isn't it it's about you know these things happen you know digging you know everything you do you have a dog that breaks its leg and you can't run anymore you have a dog that you know dig, digging dogs you know they, they you know suffocate yeah it's, yeah it doesn't happen very often it's gut-wrenching when it does but it is part yeah of it, it? I, I know one of the um one of the arguments with um with animal rights activists and things like that is um you know one of our arguments we where our defenses we go to is that we're doing it for food and um that yeah that that's true we do do it for food but i always sort sort of thought you know even if they tasted like crap we'd still hunt them because it's good fun so there is that yeah you know it is it is sort of a sport in one sense and um, that's what they said when we had our hunting ban in uh, the government said to us well what is it is it a sport or is it pest control and I, I stood there and went, it's both. Yeah. Um, yeah. You kind of can't say it's a sport. You may have to no, edit stuff no. this bit out. <laughs> but yeah. it is. That's yeah, how it went for pest control, and that's how we now we've got such stringent laws. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, um, yeah, that's the thing. There is that part where, yeah, even if we're not eating them, we'd still go and do it because it's fun. But I, I fully understand where animal rights people are coming from. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it, and I get that it's not pretty using the dogs. The dogs have been proven to be the best way to get pigs. They, once they get established, they're pretty hard to get rid of. Um, yeah, which we're finding out here in the UK. And if they – yeah, they, the other option is they poison them. We have a lot of poison get dumped in New Zealand. Like, we use so much poison here, it's ridiculous. They just drop it from helicopters, um, and it's a deadly poison, 1080 they call it. Um, it's a whole new topic, um, but that's – yeah, like the government here, the, the government that we've got at the moment are quite staunch on stomping out every introduced pest. They've got some, they want New Zealand pest-free by, um, it was a 50-year program they put on. There's no way they can do it, but they've, it's a good excuse to spend lots of money and they're shooting a lot of the animals. Because um, we, we have a lot of, because the English were here first and the, um, when, you know, they weren't here first, they, they took over. Um, and um, not 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 like you resent that at all. No, no. Well, I wouldn't be here if they hadn't. So I can't complain too much. I've got a I've got feet in both camps actually, of the original people and the English. But um, yeah, they 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 brought the pigs over and the deer over to just for as a food source and to hunt. And so they took to the place pretty good because it's so rugged um, and inaccessible in places that. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of species of deer and and we don't have any regulations on them. Like I could just, 
on government land, you would have to get a permit. We never did. Um, and if you, even if the rangers saw you, you never really got into trouble. They wouldn't ask you for a permit or anything. So it's a pretty loose sort of a system. Um, but yeah, you don't have any laws on, um, you don't have to report how many you've got. You don't have to go in for ballots. Um, you can just go and you could go and shoot as many deer as you could see. And you don't have to carry them out. Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got some pretty good freedoms here. The only animals you can't, well, you can, there's uh, a whoppity deer or elk with the American ones. We have those in a certain place and you've got to go in for a ballot for those. But they're actually allowed, they are allowed to breed those up. I think they're really why. Uh, I don't know, but it doesn't fit with the um, program that they're with it because at the moment they're shooting all the Himalayan tar. New Zealand's one of the few places you can hunt them because I think they've been almost hunted out in the Himalayas. But an amazing animal, I've hunted those. Um, but yeah, the government are just flying around the choppers at the moment, and there's big protests and um, and they're just killing them. But they bring in so much money to the country because they're one of the few places that one in the world that you can hunt them. Um, we get people from all over the world pay huge amounts of money to to shoot yeah, those. My, my old boss came out there years ago to do it. Not not them. He came out to shoot. They came out Jeff. to fish and, and hunt. Was it a shooting? It wasn't a chamois he came out? That's the other thing we've got, which... Uh... It may have been. It, it didn't come out to shoot them originally. They came out to hunt and fish. They came out to hunt deer. Yeah. Um, and as they were flying out on the helicopter, they, they saw... Um, yeah, it might have been them, actually. And then they said they were vermin, and, and, and they started shooting at them out of the helicopter. And it yeah. was a bit... He said it, he said it was like something out of Vietnam. He said it was just... It, he said it was mental. He said he's never yeah. experienced anything like it in his life. And he actually burnt his arm on his rifle. He fired that many rounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, think, uh, said, yeah. We went to go and hunt them, and um, there was a lot of them. Um, but they're kind of... They're not doing that much. There's nothing... Nothing lives there where they live. They live just in like... Yeah, like up the top of the... Of um, Everett, you know, the Himalayas. It's just... And they all just fly down these hills like ridiculous like so agile but there's lots and lots of them um but yeah they taste good and um they bring a lot of money in but the the government's goal here is to wipe everything out so that i i would say that would include the possums and the we have a lot of possums here um yeah and uh, they that's what the 1080 why they drop 1080 out of helicopters everywhere is to get those possums but it just seems it's a, rabbit hole. it's a rabbit hole going down that one because it's so it's such a corrupt sounding um, program that is the this government ministers making lots of money out of the sale of this poison that they're just dumping all over in our waterways and everything. But anyway, it's a it kills fish. Um, it it gets into that's the thing. It's like um, there's so much evidence. It's, they've got their spin doctors, so it's hard to know which side's telling the truth. Um, yeah. yeah, and so I kind of lean towards the idea. Just common sense tells me dropping a deadly poison around is not a good thing, and it is deadly. I've had two dogs die from it, and that's so. Yeah, more more than from pigs, I've had two dogs die from 1080 because they target the possums. But all a dog has to do, it's so strong are so powerful against dogs, it'll kill them so easily that all they've got to do is pick up a bone of that possum that may have died a year ago and it'll yeah. kill your dog. And then yeah, I've had friends, yeah, friends um, 
go hunting, their dog eat, find some. Then it spewed in the kennel, and the spew went into the next kennel, and the next dog died. Yeah, and it's it's such a nasty way to see a dog die. And so that's what you know these animal rights activists have to understand. They're gonna they're dying such bad deaths anyway. So I don't know. I try and justify hunting with dogs. I I can see why. Yeah, like I said, I can see they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I can and, see. I, I can see both sides of the story. And that's like I said on the email, the original email, and the reason I'm doing this podcast was not to change people's mind, but to educate why things happen. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if we're concentrating on the dogs, yeah, it's because they can. Pigs are pigs are so clever. They're they're smarter than a dog, they reckon, um, and um, and dogs can just find them, sniff them out, and man, the dogs love it. It's yeah, if you leave a dog at home and take others hunting, that dog will go mental in the kennel. Just yeah, you know, I mean, I was made to do. That's you know. Hundreds of a long time ago, someone, oh, taking them terriers out, oh, it's wrong, like, you know, you force them to do it. No, you've never been out with a proper dog. If you think I'm forcing this dog to do a job. Yeah, yeah, and, and if the dog, if you had to force that dog to do it, you wouldn't keep that dog. No. You know, you want the dog who's going to excel at it. And, um, yeah, that's the thing with training dogs. Um, I've, I've had a, always had a pretty simple um, approach to that. I, I can't teach them much. I teach them some manners. But everything they learn, they learn from those other dogs, you know. And it's um, it's funny hunting with for pigs because it kind of goes against nature. For a dog, a dog would normally target the small and the sick. You know, they're just looking for a feed. These dogs, I think, just know because we're feeding them. Um, they they know it's not for food, so they'll go and try and you'll get some dogs who will target the biggest pig there is. Very rare. But possible to get that dog, and they're like, you know, like gold, dog like that. But yeah, that goes against all their natural instincts of trying to just catch a small one because then yeah, they're kind of doing it for fun. I think you know they just love it. Yeah. What do you what do you feed your dogs on? What are they, are um, they on normal? Are they on biscuit or meat or? Yeah, you just sort of vary it. Um, I actually don't have. Well, I've got one dog now because we moved to Australia for work so i was filming making the films over there but um wasn't filming myself was just filming other people um and so i've only got one dog and she is a hunting dog and she has been hunting but my missus fell in love with her and it's the first dog that's um it's like a a surrogate child all our kids have left home and this dog has filled that void it's kind of crazy like it sleeps on the bed and all sorts of things where normally when i was hunting the dog wasn't even allowed on the doorstep, you know. Yeah, but yeah, and the, that's amazing. One thing I will say: when you spend more time with a the dog, they're an awesome animal. Like I got so much more. I, I, you know, I think I was a little bit hard on dogs when I was younger, um, just because that's what I'd seen growing up. But yeah, I think you could get so much more from a dog if you just give it, um, yeah, a bit more time and put some more effort into it. So. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we'll feed them anything. We we did used to feed them if we'd catch a pig, um, if we caught a boar, you would give them like cut the heart up and give them that as a bit of a reward. Um, if you let one go, you wouldn't feed them at all because you you only wanted you only wanted them catching the ones that you wanted to keep. So you know, we never praised them or anything if they caught like a sow or um, that was another that's another thing in New Zealand, but. We are really big on not killing the sows. We'll let the sows go, and 
because they're the breeders. You only need one boar for however many sows. Um, but when I went to Hawaii just before Christmas, they were completely different. They will not eat the boars. They'll they'll castrate them and let them go because then they will grow fatter and not roam so much and become more like a sow. And they will only kill the sows. Um, and it didn't take me long to realize how how better that approach was from a from a culinary standpoint. They taste so much better. We were eating stinking balls and letting all the good ones go. But man, Hawaii, they taught me a thing or two about um, how to cook pork and yeah, it's a, di- a different world. New Zealand is different. Like I said, New Zealand is different from Australia. Australia is more they're a pest and they just wipe them out. And you know, you could go out in Australia and catch. You know, you could some of the some of the places I've hunted in Australia were ridiculous. The amount of pigs up in places like Darwin and um there's so many pigs here and inaccessible areas and crocodiles and all those sorts of things. Um but but yeah, to them they're just a pest and they will kill them and leave them where they're where they are. And some of them were so fat and so nice looking. And yeah, here in New Zealand we're we're letting these sows go all the time. And um just trying to look after your stocks and after the future. But, um, yeah, the Hawaiians were, yeah, really, like you had to admire them. They kind of put us to shame with how how efficient they were with and how um, how much they used the resource. Whereas New Zealand, we are like that, but we're not as, um, as good at it as the Hawaiians, I don't think. So, yeah, every, everywhere hunts and hunters just like to, think that they're doing it the best way and everyone else is doing it the wrong way and pig hunting's probably I, I guess i don't know i haven't had much to do with other forms of hunting but it's just human nature i guess and and things like facebook and that just made it so much worse you know yeah, it's not warriors and things like that yeah we we used to have so when we started we were making films on vhs tapes then we went to DVDs. When we went to DVDs, the first lot of DVDs we got, we couldn't even give them away because people would just think, well, what am I supposed to do with that? And then DVDs took over. And um, and so DVDs they had a good run, but yeah, DVDs just like just recently, I only um, probably just before Christmas, I stopped making, it was the last DVD I made and then went to everything being online. Um, and it's hard. It's a, it's a hard transition going from making DVDs you know, I used to sell like 8,000 copies in Australia and then it just kept chipping away and getting smaller and smaller as more people could get things for free online. And now, yeah, now I just have a subscribe-based website. But, yeah, it's just the way things have changed and it's it's getting harder and harder to make a living. So, yeah, I have decided that I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, I'm going to go and do a complete change and become a social worker. I, I think... Um, like I get lots of people telling me how much they enjoy the film and how they they always watch them as kids, but I just think um, I don't know personally. Yeah, personally, I just want to leave a mark, a little bit of a mark. I want to think to myself that I did some good on this place and made some sort of change. So for me, that's what social work's about: do some mental health work and that, and who knows. Um, but yeah, that social media has changed hunting in so many ways. It's, cha- it's changed the world, not just hunting. It's yeah, generates. it's the same. The same things. Yeah, that anim- anonymity where people can just attack people, but just the way, yeah, the way like where we're sitting now, the, America's imploding, isn't it? The place has gone crazy, and mainly due to social media. Um,